Hello, this is your host, Rusty James. It's Tuesday, March 8th, 2016, and this is The Ride. I love the springtime, and I am enjoying this warmth. I think we're supposed to get 60 degree temps all week long. Last night I was out cutting wood from my barn. I've got a bunch of wood from my barn that I'm cutting down, ripping some wood, getting ready to build a chicken coop. So working outside in that beautiful non-cold weather just does the soul good. So yesterday I was working and I had to go to one of our clients locations and uh, look at a problem they were having. They had a number of their devices in the in the plant that were not, well, they were only half working. If you looked at them, they looked just fine. They were, they were, they were doing what they were supposed to do, but part of what they're supposed to do, though, is communicate to a computer. So all these little things were indicating right. They were actually, uh, scales that would weigh tanks of product and all these scales they were working but they were not communicating to the main computer which is a problem because the main computer is what needs to see that that weight so it can make decisions you know whether it wants to add more product to this tank or you know there's all sorts of control issues that if that communication is broken, you got a problem. And we went through a number of diagnostic checks, made sure everything was working right. So then we had to focus on the communication part. Did some diagnostics on that, and lo and behold, and I kind of suspected this, lo and behold, the communication parts of all of these individual units were reset to a default address, <clears throat> an IP address for those who are techy, tech-minded. Every one of those systems should have had a unique IP address, and if they had the system, and if they were the right address, then the main system would have been able to talk to them and, you know, we wouldn't have been called to fix it. So really, an easy fix, when you think about it, you just had to give each one of these individual scales the right address, and then they could communicate. You had to give each scale the right identifier. It had to identify itself with who it was supposed to be. Are you getting this? You have to identify with who you are supposed to be, and then the communication works. You know, we were once we found the problem, once we corrected the problem, we could see the communication was working. Really what would happen is, as soon as those corrections were made, I could look on some of their computer screens and start seeing those scale values come in, and that gave me full indication that the communication was happening to the main computer system because the main computer system then communicated to those monitors 
So once all eight of them were corrected, they were all ready to go. You know, an interesting thing with network stuff is they all reverted to the same IP, meaning they were all non-uniquely identified. And the network doesn't like that. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but until they were all uniquely identified, you could have a potential of two things with the same address, and then the network doesn't like that. So we were seeing other errors pop up that we couldn't figure out why. And we still, even as we were correcting the known problem and giving everything its unique address, we were still scratching our heads about the other alarm. I was thinking, you know what, I bet you, once we get all these addresses corrected, that other alarm will go away. It was some kind of a esoteric network thing. And sure enough, it did. It went away. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that you and I are unique individuals. The reverted reset IP, the default IP address that we have, is the one of a life of sin, a life separated from God. But Christ came. He died on the cross for you and for me. And now we have a unique address. We are the adopted son of God, number one. Adopted daughter of God, number two. Adopted son of God, number three. You get the picture. You know, until you know that there's that main computer, you don't even really, it doesn't matter if, if everybody's just the same address. There's nothing to talk to, you know, in, as far as you're concerned. You know, recently I was looking at a book. I read a lot, and sometimes I read things in the enemy's camp, from the enemy's camp. And a famous atheist is Richard Dawson. So I'm reading some of his stuff. Why? Because I want to understand what the mindset is for those who don't believe. You know, I look at the logic behind what <clears throat> what they use to support their unbelief. And really, I think it's just the twisting of intellect that the enemy does. I get I get where they're coming from. I do. I understand I've read enough to know why they feel it's important to have that opinion. And in some ways, they're right about certain aspects. I mean, they one of the things that some of these atheist folks are talking about are, you know, all of the evilness of religion and how it can be evil and corrupt and things like that. And I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, because religion and people... We're all, you know, there is original sin, there is evil there. And I don't, I think that they ought not point the finger at the fact that we're believers. And, you know, I'm not responsible <laughs> for the Crusades. While it's true, if I was a Christian back then, I maybe would have been like everybody else and supported whatever was going on because that's the limited knowledge I had at the time. But now we have different knowledge. And next year we'll have different knowledge. Atheists come at it from this perspective. They say, well, your knowledge as a believer is old and is 
old-fashioned and is not enlightened. Being a non-believer is the more enlightened solution. And you know, I get where they're coming from, but I don't see it. Because they use arguments. They use man's arguments to basically explain God away. And I think they feel good about that. I know they do. They feel good that they can do that, that they can use intellect to explain God away. They can explain it based on, you know, if there was a God, different things would have, you know, if the God was good or whatever. Well, how do you know that God is good? Because, you know, you can't, they can't use the Bible. So how do they know that God is good? All they can know is, all they're saying is whether there is a God or not. And they're saying there is no God, period. I've always been amazed at that because you've heard me say, for someone to say that, that means that you must be a God yourself. It's almost, you you can't say that you're an atheist. You can't. Just because you haven't seen God doesn't mean that he doesn't exist. So therefore, you can't say that he doesn't exist. Unless you can be in all places of the universe at all times and verify that there is no God there. And that implies that he has to even reside in the natural realm. But let's say that he would have to. You would have to be everywhere all at once. You have to be omnipresent. You have to be omnipowerful, omnipotent, in order to determine that there is no other God, that there is no God. Well, in a sense, you've become a God in order to prove there is no God. So you've totally destroyed your theory. But just because you haven't seen God doesn't mean he's not there. I don't know why I got on that rant, but I was just reading something recently and it got me thinking how deficient the atheist argument is. Now, the the, the atheist can say this, I do not believe. But anybody can do that. You don't have to be an atheist to say that. But atheist makes this comment. You know, the atheist says, you know, Christianity or deists, those who believe in a God, have a harder burden of proof. Or no, no, they have an easier burden of proof. Meaning, all you have to do is show me that God exists and then you destroyed my position. But they'll say, until you can do that, my position holds. And I'm, I'm saying that that's not logically feasible. You know, and they would complain that this whole idea of a God that is outside of scientific inquiry means that you can never prove his existence. Well, that may be true. And I think that is true. Because if you could, then faith wouldn't have any part to play. And God says we can't please him without faith. So the atheists want a smoking gun. They want God to present himself. They're kind of like that demonic opinion that Satan had when he was saying to Jesus in the wilderness, well, you know, throw yourself down and the angels will catch you. You know, challenging God. And that's kind of like the attitude, the opinions that I'm sensing from the atheist. It's a challenge to God. You know, show yourself. And of course, Jesus would quote scripture and say, this is, you know, you should not tempt the Lord your God. And he used the word. That's why I'm convinced that I'm going to be a believer till the end of time. Why? Because it makes 
all the sense to me to be a believer, even though, naturally speaking, it makes no sense whatsoever. I know it frustrates the atheists. They want a world free from religion because they see religion as blocking... They see religion as blocking progress, I think. And though religion can do that, I also believe that atheism blocks progress. Of course, my progress is that we all come to the saving knowledge of Christ. And then if we really could do that and really allow him to have full reign in our lives, which many times we don't, but if we could, this world would be operating under a different set of rules. This society would be. You know, back to the story at the plant, you know the interesting thing? All of those scales, do you know why they reverted back to the wrong address? They were all supposed to have a battery in them, a power source, that would make sure that they maintained their configuration even during a power blip, power loss. And you know, we have power losses. There's times that we don't feel the power, right, in our life. We, we noticed not one of those things had the battery that they were supposed to have. Well, no wonder everything reverted on a power loss. So that battery in my story, it represents the Spirit of God living in you. If you are not living with the Spirit of God in your life, i.e. you are not living as a Christian, the power source that you need to keep that communication line open with the Father isn't there, and you can easily revert back to the old way. My encouragement to you today, I know the world is full of opinions, and, you know, we've been talking about atheism for one. That's an opinion. That's someone's choice to believe that way. And like I've said, in order to believe as an atheist, you almost have to be a god to state 100% unequivocally that there is no God. They admit that the burden of proof is easier for Christians or for deists. They believe it's easier because all we have to do is show that there is one and then that destroys their argument. And for them, they have to show that there is no God in all cases, which is a harder burden of proof. Yet they think they can do it. I don't, I don't quite get it. I haven't read enough to find out how they feel that's even possible. To me, it takes more faith to become an atheist. And that's, I think, at the core of it's our enemy. Our enemy is wanting God to not be in the picture. Because if God's in the picture, you can have healing and health. You can have victory. And you can do damage to the enemy in the sense that you can reach the lost. I want to reach the lost. I don't want to put people under bondage. I believe the enemy does plenty of that himself. I don't want to put people under religious bondage. I want people to know their God, spend time with their God, hear from their God, get His will in their life, And that's the opposite of bondage. That's freedom. That's what I want. I hope that's what you want too. So you stay in the word. You live in peace. And you pray for those who persecute you. And know that there is opinions galore in this world today. 
And you've got to choose. you got to choose what it is you're going to believe. My encouragement to you is to choose life, and that life is the life of Jesus Christ, and it can set you free. And I will see you on the flip.